Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of Millennials with Mics. I'm Aaron Mason. And I'm Christian Stevens. Welcome. And let's see, this is our fourth bonus episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. And since, uh, we, since we've wrapped up season one, yeah, had time to do some uh, bonuses here. So Finally getting to do some movie reviews. Yeah, thanks to Netflix for the most part. Uh, yeah. <laughs> providing a lot of not great, but stuff. Yeah, because a lot of the it seems like a lot of the big things are big pushed. things yeah. have they've stopped doing big things straight to VOD and they're just starting to push everything out instead to do it to on demand. Which yeah, is yeah, and then semi big things that aren't really big, but you know, like My Spy and Onward and this upcoming Soul by yeah. Pixar is going straight to like Disney Plus and things like that. So there are here and there's, but like yeah, Tenet was a experimental rat yeah get the guinea pig and i mean honestly i know we just did uh on our season one a podcast on movie theaters and stuff like that mm-hmm. i feel like we got to do a part two at some point because it the climate has changed a little bit and yeah they are in desperate need of some help if we want to see movie theaters survive after this yeah and dying. i think that it, obviously it's not easy on them for for movie theaters, I mean, it's not easy for it's them tough because, show. I mean, people, it's still not safe to go. It's not safe to go right. to an enclosed space with that many people. Right. And that's... And I'm not talking about, you know, people going back right away, but the companies themselves need some sort of bailout. And that's... Sort of like hotels with us. It's like... Yeah. It's been and, such a struggle that we just need... And I'm sure they qualify for... PPP loans and things like that, yeah. but still, that's that's only going to go I've so heard, far. Uh, just recently, um, which we were not surprised by this, we've seen this kind of coming from all their desperation. But AMC theaters are likely to go bankrupt within the next six months to a year. And that's AMC's had their own issues even before COVID. Like yeah. COVID definitely this just is. Helped yeah. Dive them into the deep end. Yeah. COVID really isn't doing them any favors, but we had talked about that in our movie mm-hmm. episode too, that they're just, because, you know, they had said, that, oh, we're not going to be carrying any, what was it, Universal movies or something like that. Yeah. And it just... Little iffies here and there. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I feel like after, and I could be wrong, but I feel like after this is all over, even if something like AMC does go bankrupt, mm-hmm. I feel like still movie theaters will be there to some they degree. They will. Not AMC, and but AMC might not be. Cinemark might not be. You never know. But like, I mean, Cinemark's struggling, but I don't think they're struggling as hard as other, yeah. like private or things like that. You know. But like, I, I was just reading the thing, or I saw an article. I didn't read it, but the title was, you know, Patty. Uh, Patty Jenkins oh. was saying that yeah I heard about that the you know movie oh we need to make alive. serious changes if we want movie theaters yeah. to stay alive and like I get that but like oh I mean it's not just, a lot of filmmakers are going oh a lot of filmmakers are like that and I get that that's their livelihood but at the same time like do we need to be pushing people to go to movie theaters when it's not safe. Well, yeah, I know what you mean there. No, that's that's not the answer. It's I get that that's their lives and everything, and that's how they make their money. But like, 
making sure that movie theaters are around for the long run should not be. Well, and that's what I was stating was like not trying to make it survive just by people going mm-hmm. dangerously. Yeah. So, you know, they need to be, health. they need to qualify for loans like and government assistance yeah, just yeah. like every other business. Precisely. And that's all right now that anybody can really do like yeah. for hotels, we're slowly getting back to like seven day work weeks, you know, like we're starting in slowly business and stuff, but there's also a lot of protocol within that. And there's a lot of States that still aren't doing that. And there's a lot of things that still aren't doing that. So it depends state by state, you know, yeah. county by county, things like that. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're all in the same lifeboat. And as much as I don't like it from a cinephile's perspective, I guess, I think that COVID has been one of those things as far as movies go that like you don't need them to be released in theaters. You Depending don't, on the picture. But like even then, like it's... We want them to be released in theaters as cinephiles, as filmmakers. They're made to be seen in theaters, right? Yes. We want to see them in theaters. We want to Being see... Being a full necessity. So you're talking about. Like, is it essential? Right. Yes, is it. So, like, it's... But again, I'd we, rather have big pictures like No Time to Die or Wonder Woman Sure, but think pushed. long term. Say this doesn't go away in the next year and a half, right? Then they're going to have no choice. So... At the long run. Long term, thinking about it like that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. This has taught us that, like, do we want to see No Time to Die in theaters? Of course. First? Absolutely. Like, I absolutely would cut off my arm to go see it in theaters. But I'm not going to go see it in theaters with numbers in the U.S. how they are now. And like COVID cases. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And again, long term... If, say, you know, we get a vaccine and, oh, it doesn't actually do anything and it's, you know, COVID's here for the next five years, God forbid, but say that were the case, you could continue to make, like, if you're going to continue to make movies like they are, because people are filming things now, if you're going to do that and you're going to be releasing new stuff, you can do it direct to on demand. Yes. Is I that mean, preferable? What it's hurting isn't the filmmakers in the picture. It's hurting the movie theaters. Yeah. Because they like are not making the profit from any of this. And that's unfortunate. Right. But newspapers it's not were... not hurting films. No, newspapers were a big thing 30 years ago. Guess what? They're dying. I know. That's... Well, we don't want industries. Industries dying is a part of... It's a part of business. It's a part of that. life. It's a part of capitalism. It's a part of socialism, for that matter. Like, it, it doesn't matter like that. Industries are going to come and go. Sure. Blacksmithing was a big thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. Even like 100 years ago, 150 years ago. Like, that's it's dead now. You have some people that do it because it's cute, but it's that's not really a real thing in the developed world. I mean, my biggest thing is, yes, that's very realistic, and that's probably what's going to happen. My thing is, if theaters, you know, we've talked about like when Cinemark and AMZ tried to reopen, they gave out their little COVID safe mm-hmm. protocols of how we go about things. Yeah. But even if, let's say, we get a vaccine and it does work, or yeah. like it diminishes slowly, whereas like not mm-hmm. a lot of people are getting it and stuff like that. Well, we still need to just get back to, and we were talking about like the handshake mm-hmm. and how we hug people and stuff. 
yeah. generalized how we interact with people, public people, social period. protocols need to be different yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. If it's you know your elbow bump, or if it's just covered or... while you cough, like people should be doing, or just mm-hmm. having more sanitation stations and yeah. wearing more gloves and things like that. That's what you know, grocery stores yeah. and theaters and all that need to start implementing regardless and if you want to get people back in you need to have that sort of assurance and Mm -hmm. yeah close off some seats and i mean like i said i haven't been to theater since geez since march and i don't know what they're all doing at this current moment but that's what they need to be Mm -hmm. really working on if they actually want to survive this and get people some people yeah but the big thing is no matter what they're doing right now Right now, yeah. It's just, it's not. It's too hairy for that right now. It is. And like, there are people, like, you know, they're, the World Series in baseball is going to be in Arlington at the stadium. Mm. Uh, Major League Baseball is letting in 11,500 fans into the are. stands. Sure. You could go right now and see a hockey game at the American Airlines Center or anything like that. Oh, they and don't like, care. Sports really like it's like every other row and shit like that but like cowboys are doing that too what the fuck yeah oh no like that's they're making a profit somehow they make a lot of money on those tickets and they do the and lives like, of the people and movie theaters are open like that's a profit for them that's a yeah it doesn't matter to them. and like movie theaters are the same way they're open they're not showing a lot because they can't like they're showing a bunch of old stuff yeah that's what's different it's like you can either push but like games people don't or... people aren't as passionate about movies as they're about sports so like they're not exactly. going to make that buck big a buck but like none of these things that are open like that are you can go if you want, but like you got to understand the risk that you're taking. You know, a lot of people do not care, but again, then a lot of people do care. So, like with any establishment like that that are trying to open and cover seats, I mean, they might fill quite a bit and make um, some money off of yeah. it. Yeah, but they're not going to make as much as they think they're going to make because a lot of people still don't want to go. A lot of those sporting places, like the the World Series, I can almost guarantee you, all eleven thousand of those seats are going to sell out. I mean, maybe. It's just, it's crazy. And, you know, afterwards, after COVID, you know, if it ends, when it ends, whatever, we don't know what life is going to be like. It's not going to be normal. Like you said, be it handshakes, personal interactions, or how we go to the movies, how we go to concerts, things like that. Like, it's it's not going to be like it was. Not right away. It it might not ever be. It may not. I think it will. Eventually, but it... If it is, if it goes back Might to... Might be five years. Yeah. Before it gets back to normal, normal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it's... But like when we get like a, you know, vaccine for COVID and nothing like that, like, no, we still have a couple of years of like safety... Because you have half the country actually... that's not going to take a goddamn vaccine. Oh, I know. And like right now, if Trump said, oh, there's a vaccine out, fuck that. I'll wait till Fauci says that the vaccine oh, I, is good. I know what you I'm mean. not. I don't. If, if Trump is saying, "Oh, I have a vaccine," hydrochloroquine and all this crap, I'm going to be going on Twitter and be like, "Hey, Fauci, do you say there's a vaccine? Yeah. <laughs> Does the CDC <laughs> say there's a vaccine? Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, my mom was saying, "Oh, when they come out the vaccine, don't take it; it'll be dangerous." And like when, whenever the CDC says, even if Trump's president, even if Trump gets reelected, if Fauci and the CDC says there's a vaccine. Then I'll I'll take it. But That's I said fine. too, like, if I have it, 
I'm asymptomatic or if I just have it, I'm going to take it. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's my job. That's my responsibility. Yeah. As a citizen. Yeah. To take it, regardless of what y'all people think about it. Anti-vaxxers, all that. Yeah. But if I'm healthy and stuff and I just got lucky, then okay. But if you've got it, that's your, that's your role. You've got to take the vaccine. Even if you don't, even if you haven't gotten it, everyone needs to take it. Because it's just like the flu shot. Yeah. Or maybe not like the flu shot because that's more an evolutionary thing. But like... um, One of the times where people like take flu shots who never had the flu or anything like that. And then sure. they get symptoms from taking flu And shot. that's... There's various reasons for that. Um, I think a better example would be something like the polio vaccine. Sure. That's a really good example. But no, um, I, I do everyone, think everyone needs to take the vaccine regardless. You know? Everyone has to take the polio vaccine because we don't want people getting polio. And you got to think realistically, like my mom was saying, it's like, oh, they can't man- mandate it on you. It's like certain companies probably yeah, can. Yeah, they can. It's kind of like a drug test. If you want to get back to work, and like, that's you're one probably going to have to take a vaccine. It's one of those unfortunate things is like whenever the polio vaccine was released, mm-hmm. if it was released now, like if polio were a big thing now, not like sweeping the country, but if polio were a big thing now as it were back in like the 50s, 40s or 50s, and you had a vaccine for it, it would be so goddamn politicized, it's not even funny. Right. Just like the COVID vaccine will be. But... Oh, yeah. It's the liberal shot or whatever. Yeah, it's it. the liberal shot or the Illuminati whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, brain, or there's computer chips in the <laughs> They're tracking you. They care about your bowel movements. damn. Like yes. it's... You always have the I know. Morons. Oh, I know. I know. Absolutely. But, well, that's been a long tangent on COVID, but... It's, I know. It's something like it's, you know, it's very much in our lives. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. And it's it's something we haven't really talked about a whole lot. No. <laughs> so we do have a couple movies to review. Yes. Um, Netflix films. Yes. So The Boys in the Band, that just came out, what, September 30th, I think? Something like that, yeah. And then uh, Hubie Halloween. When did that come out? Like this week. Oh, okay. Like yesterday or the day before. Okay. So we saw both of those very Within quickly. The last week. Yeah. Yeah. So Boys in the Band. We talked a little bit about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we were um, talking about Or a couple bonus episodes ago. <clears throat> um, let's see. So this is based off of a Broadway play. That's right. Um, Not a musical, just a regular drama. Just drama. Broadway, yeah. Starring Jim Parsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, had, a, had a lot of people in it. Matt Balmer. Matt Balmer. Zachary Quinto. Um, there were a couple of... Those are the heavy kind ones. of B-listers. Yeah. Um, very. Uh, did you interesting. get my text about the directing of it? The dir- yes, the from I was Hollywood. so surprised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Mantello, who apparently was in Normal Heart with uh, Mark Ruffalo, and that was uh, a Ryan Murphy directed okay. picture on HBO. Hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah, there was a lot of layers. He there. directed another thing. He directed one other thing. Um. Love, Valor, Compassion, back uh-huh. in 1997, starring Jason Alexander, hmm. written by Terrence McNally. Uh, so not his first time directing. That's cool. Um, but yeah, he was the main guy in Hollywood. He was pretty good in that, I thought. One of the main One guys. of the main guys. That was really an ensemble. No, he w- that was a great cast. Um, I thought he did a good job. Uh, it 
It's a two-hour movie. Yeah, I mean, like and you it, said, like it's a two-hour film. Mm-hmm. Very well. It goes paced. by pretty. Yeah, like it's. It like, keeps you going the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't really. It's feel one of those like. Hours. Like one moment type drama movies. Like mm-hmm. it's all one day type thing. It's, yeah. It doesn't cut out and. Like it's set within a two-hour period. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. So you're watching two-hour film within a two-hour period type thing. Yeah. So, so I do want to read out because it is a very ensemble cast. Like sure. I would definitely say that um, Jim Parsons, Matt Bomber, and Zachary Quinto are the heavies, main heavy guys. But like it really was an ensemble in a lot of ways. Like it. I'm not. I'm waiting for your list. So <laughs> those three guys: Andrew Rannells. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. Um, Charlie Carver. From Ratchet, another Ryan Murphy thing. Um, Robin De Jesus, Brian Hutchison, Michael Benjamin Washington, and Tuck Watkins. And this is the guy that threw us for a loop because we were like, he looks so fucking familiar. The one from Mummy? Yeah, the one from Mummy. The Mummy. Uh, um, lost his eyes and tongue. Yeah. And then his life. That's what I really recognized him from. He was also, he had a smaller role in The Good Shepherd. Um, the Matt Damon Angelina Jolie movie. He was in this. Um, he's been in a couple of soap operas, um, Desperate Housewives. So there are several things that people might recognize him from. Sure. But we were both like, hey, he looks really familiar. And then mm-hmm. it was the fucking mummy that we knew him from. That was so weird. Yeah, that's crazy. I'll never see him in the same light again when I watch the mummy. Like, right? really? <laughs> I mean, he never just. And he just came out like in 2013. Right, like, very right, recently. right. Yeah. But I'm um, surprised. So the Broadway play, it's interesting. The Broadway play came out in 1968. Very uh, forward thinking for its time. And it said, the movie is set in 1968. Um, So it looks at... I'm trying to think how to describe it. It's looking at a birthday party. Like the whole movie is centered around this birthday party for one of these guys. Um, and it's this group of gay friends who are getting together for this mm-hmm. other friend's birthday. Up in Manhattan. And they're, you know, it starts off light and airy, and then it goes into their problems and things that they're living through. Um, yeah, I guess just through being be, Just like, through being gay in that era, when it was still very frowned upon. The struggle of being a, not just a homosexual, yeah. but like being in the closet and like... The sexual revolution really hadn't happened yeah. yet for, like, in that light. Like, hey, beating yourself up and hitting yourself. Yeah. The drama with that. And so, the struggle. it gets into some pretty... Heavy stuff. Heavy that. stuff. Heavy topics. Um, it was... In, it, heavy stuff aside, it was an enjoyable, well-paced movie. But, yeah, it was... The performances were all very good. Yeah, I mean, besides Big Bang, I don't think we've seen Jim Parsons lead something... Mm-mm. since this he and, was good in uh, hollywood he's had a couple roles here and there he kind of reminded not as much of an asshole but like yeah had that still that kind of and asinized mm-hmm. type character in this yeah which are both executive very similar very similar roles and very similar roles and uh but yeah other than hollywood this and then he had a very small role in the ted bundy movie yeah it was he uh, was a prosecutor on that yeah very minor role um Good, always good to see him in something else. Oh, it's I thought it was really good in this. Yeah. I thought he was better in this, honestly, than in Hollywood. But he had more know. of a chance to be. Yeah, he was so good know. in Hollywood. Don't get me wrong; like his character was really good. But like, 
he required a lot more emotion in this and one. emotion in this role yeah. than he did in Hollywood. A lot of raw emotion in this one. So that's always good. Yeah. And then Hubie Halloween, a very opposite end of the spectrum movie. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But still, I, and honestly, I don't know that a lot of people have heard about this. Um, I mean, within the Netflix realm, if you have Netflix, it's been well trailered and yeah. talked about on Twitter and Instagram, like you know, so, social medias and stuff. They, you know, if you follow Adam Sandler, if you're an Adam Sandler God. fan, or you you recognize him from obviously from his yeah. past work. Yeah, that's his most recent uh, project with Netflix, Hubie Halloween. Starring, uh, it has so many people in it. His typical ensemble yeah. from past films, like Kevin James. Kevin James, Tim Rob Meadows, Schneider. Um, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph, Steve Buscemi. June Squibb is in this one. Yeah. Um, Steve Buscemi, you said that, yeah. Yeah, uh, Shaq has a couple scenes in it. Pretty funny. Um, it was... I'm not just a huge Adam Sandler fan, um, as we know. <laughs> like it, we were talking about this a little bit ago. You know, I I really don't think he's done a genuinely good movie in over ten years. Well, that's fair for any. I think real Adam Sandler fan would recognize yeah. that that's true. Because like Chuck and Larry is my absolute favorite movie of his. That's um, a popular movie. And but this was, this was good. It wouldn't probably be in my top five. But like, oh no, it no, was, no. It was a good and enjoyable movie. Like it's easily the best thing he's done. It was since, sweet like, and two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah, it's like your classic type of Adam Sandler type yeah. picture that he would do. This the stupid funny accent and role and being yeah. just witty and corny and crookish. And like, of course, June Squibb is always oh my God. enjoyable. I love her. Ninety. We were thinking she was like late seventies, but late fucking 70s, ninety. Ninety. Be ninety one in November, like a month. Like she's so funny. less than a month. Yeah, she's so funny. Love her. Yeah, but that was good. I mean, if you're an Adam Sandler fan or you know those stupid Will Ferrell, Jim Carrey type comedy yeah, yeah. movies, if you're a fan of those, you'll like this. Yeah. I I don't know. I haven't seen his other Netflix movies. No, me neither. And honestly, I don't have I don't any really... particular interest to. This one looked kind of funny. I had a thick mm-hmm. cast. But like, generally his funny. Netflix films are like, oh, I did see his one as well. That Western one? That Western one, the six, the Hateful Six or the... the something, something Six. six. <laughs> yeah. It was okay. Yeah. So. But yeah. Like... <sighs> but no, it was fun. Yeah. It's a cute little movie. Fun for the family. Mm-hmm. You know? I think it's only so, PG. Yeah, there's there's a couple of swear words in there, but it's not a movie. If I had kids, it's not a movie I wouldn't mind them I would seeing say, I don't at all. I don't recognize that there was. So. so, but uh, Boys in the Band, we rated three and three fourths, and then out of five, out yeah. of five, and then Hubie Halloween got three and a quarter out of five, so. which is not bad for us, especially compared to some of the last few movies we've seen. Fuck me. Yeah, we, there's been some unfortunate things. Yeah. But then every week, fortunately, there's New long way up. Oh, always. We're to we're that. enjoying this show. We've talked about it. I know, but the here's a reminder. Here's a reminder. <laughs> if you have Apple TV, it's worth the trial Apple TV subscription. subscription. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's worth that just to check it out. Um, yeah. We're five episodes into ten yeah. to a ten episode season. Come on Fridays. Um, I actually started 
uh, one of the other motorcycle shows they did. Uh, one long, of the long way ones? Long way down or long way across. Is that also on Apple TV? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I only got like 10 minutes in before I fell asleep, but it was, they're so young. Much younger, right? Yeah. Like, like, I mean, it was damn near 20 done. years ago, but they're so much younger. Oh my That's God. That's crazy. But it's the same type thing. Like I, I definitely want to go back and watch that when I'm not mm-hmm. dead tired. But, but yeah, we'll, we'll be back with some more bonus episodes here soonish. Maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, we will. Not sure what uh, what our next reviewed movie will be, but we don't even know that. Yeah. Make a make sure to check us out on social media. Yes. Um, Twitter. Our hashtag. Our handle is at ninety nineteen nineties babies. Yeah. And Instagram is millennials with Mike's podcast, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. podcast tagged to that? Yeah. yeah okay. Because millennials with Mike's is already taken. Oh. Okay. Um, and then we're not announcing this too, too much, but, or we are announcing it. We're not making that big a deal out of it yet. Um, check us out on YouTube as well. Sure. We're making, um, or we're putting all of our episodes, all of our bonus episodes and all that. They are available on YouTube if that's how you like to listen to podcasts. I know some people do. So it's not videos of us. We might look at something like that in the future. But yeah, right, right now, now it's just audio. Right now it's just the audio. Yeah. So, so. Go find us on social media. Give us a like and a follow. And stay up to date. Other than that, have a good one.